Hello, everybody. Thank you for watching. Uh, I have a really special guest with us this evening. We have Dr. Bill Warner. <clears throat> so before, before I bring him on, I'm going to tell you a little bit about him that I know, that I've learned. So Dr. Bill Warner holds a PhD in physics and math. He has been a university professor, a businessman, and applied physicist, Dr. Bill, Warn Dr. Bill Warner, has held a lifelong interest in religion and its effect on history. Dr. Warner's training in scientific theory and mathematics shape how he analyzed Islamic doctrine. And he is the founder of the Center for Study of Political Islam. So without further ado, Dr. Bill Warner, thank you for joining me. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's always fun to talk about my favorite subject. <laughs> well, it's really exciting. I watched some of your videos, and I encourage everyone that's watching to go watch some of his videos. They are phenomenal. They are very informative. And I, li I love the way that you, uh, you organize them because they're like straight to the point and they're simple to understand. And you, and you pick a topic and you lay that information out for that topic. And it's just brilliant because it's like when I was watching, I was like, okay, I didn't lose any, I didn't lose track at all. So one of the questions I have for you is, and a lot of people ask this question and a lot of people know it and a lot of people don't know it. Um, and one, the first question I have for you is Islam a religion or is it a political ideology? The short answer is yes. Now let me expound on it. <laughs> the only people that I've ever met who say that Islam is a religion are non-Muslims. Muslims will usually tell you that Islam is a complete way of life. I call it a complete civilization. It's a culture. It's a political system. Political system in the largest sense. And it's a religion. So this is one of the things that people don't understand about Islam is it is a complete civilization. I'm sorry, keep going. Well, I mean, there's, so therefore it is both a political system and a religion. It's, it's all of the above is the best answer. Okay, so what is, what is the, the true meaning of Islam? And is there more than one interpretation of Islam? Well, now, there's just <laughs> as many interpretations as there are people, but what is Islam? Most people think that Islam is the religion found in the Quran. This, however, is not true. If you read the Quran and you have an idea of what the five pillars of Islam are, you'll realize, you know, there's not enough information in the Quran to do all the five pillars. So where is the missing information? Well, the Quran gives us a trap door, if you will, or the way out. And that is there are 91 verses in the Quran which state that every Muslim is to imitate Muhammad in his words and deeds. So where do we find Muhammad? Well, we find Muhammad in the Quran, but very little of him is there. In the Sirah, his biography, which is a large biography of 800 pages, and then in his traditions. And there are thousands upon thousands of his traditions called Hadith. A tradition can be what, um, how Muhammad drank a glass of water, or the advice he gave to a husband about how to treat his wife. So Islam is the Quran, the Sirah, and the Hadith. That's what it is. Now, there are as many interpretations of that as you will find people. But Islam itself is not, can't be modified, it's not moderate, it's not extreme, it just simply is what it is. Huh. So there's two different Qurans? Yes. 
Wow. Now, but see, don't I, go see, to, I didn't even know that. Well, there's, no, there's two parts to the Quran. Is that not so right? So there's two parts or two different? Well, I, once again, I'm give you the, the jokey answer of yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the two Qurans are so different that I could take a group of high school students, give them a half hour lecture on the two Qurans, and then give them a cheat sheet. And they say, okay, I'm going to read you verses arbitrarily out of this green book called the Quran, and you're going to tell me whether it's written in Mecca or written in Medina. And they would be able to do this. The early Quran is very religious. It was written in Mecca, but it, that was written over a 13-year time, during which time Muhammad converted 150 Arabs to Islam. Then he went to Medina at the insistence of the Meccans, whereupon he became a politician and a jihadist. When he died 10 years later, every Arab in the Arabian Peninsula was a Muslim. So we have the two Qurans. There's an early religious Quran and then a latter political jihad Quran. Let me say something about the jihad. There is no jihad in the Quran written in Mecca. None. There is 24% of the Quran written in Medina is about jihad. Point I want to make here is jihad is not a verse or two. It is a complete doctrine, a complete systemic doctrine. That's interesting. So let me let me move because I know you have you're limited on your time. So I'm gonna move on to the next question. And this question comes up a lot. I, I know it does in the liberal media that it is. So are most Muslims peaceful? You know, because sure. a lot of people a lot of people say, you know, I mean, depending on who you talk to, some people say they're not. Some people say they are. What's your opinion on it from your study? Yeah, I mean, the Muslims, I used to have a lot of Muslims in uh, class when I was a professor. And they're all peaceful. I mean, there's, it's odd, but there's even a Quran verse which says, you know, too many Muslims complain and whine about going out on jihad. You love things that are bad for you, and you don't want to do things that are good for you. So you need to obey what the Quran says and practice jihad. So most Muslims do not want to practice any form of violence. But let me point something out to you. During the Second World War, the United States was at war on two fronts, Europe and the Pacific. Do you know how many people were involved in the military? 10% of the entire nation. Now, does this mean that the nation wasn't at war? No. You only need a few fighters to make a community or a group, if you will, at war. But no, most Muslims are peaceful. Interesting. All right. So let me... I'm sorry. Okay. So let me ask you my next question here. And I'm, I'm sorry for everybody because I'm trying to get Mr... Dr. Bill Warner in pretty quick. The young man is really going. He's been going all day. So, um, so my question is, uh, what is Muslim jihad? So go into kind of detail and and what the jihad is, and is that something that we need to be concerned about in America? First off, let's get one thing out of the way. Jihad is not holy war. Jihad simply means struggle. That's all it means, effort. Now then, that effort can be with the sword, it can be with the pen, it can be with the mouth, it can be with uh, money. So there are various forms of jihad. The Quran is filled with verses which advocate that Muslims should contribute money to those who are practicing jihad. So there are different forms of jihad. So uh, a Muslim could be practicing jihad when they're writing a letter to the editor denying that jihad is any part of Islam. So, because that would be an effort to push forward the ideals of Islam 
But you don't have to use a sword to do that. Persuasion can do it. Let me point out something to you. We have a very active Muslim Brotherhood here in America. The Muslim Brotherhood is a far more dangerous to us as a civilization than ISIS or Islamic State. So that's how I judge the two. Why do I say that? Because the violence, even as many as 3,000 killed on 9-11, we've killed more people than that in car accidents before this time of year. I'm not trying to minimize the damage done to the relatives and people who were involved in uh, the jihad on 9-11, but I'm just trying to tell you that the death rates are not sufficient enough to warn us, to give us a serious problem. Huh. But the corruption of our education system and other such things is a far bigger problem. Do you think that's possibly can change in the near future? No. No? Why should it? It's working. If it ain't broke, you don't fix it. Right. I agree. <laughs> okay, so people, I'm going to I'm gonna go, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and move on to the next question. People compare Christian crusades to the Muslim jihad. Is, there a, is it comparable? Well, let's just compare them. The Crusades lasted, I think, the first off, the Crusades were over 800 years ago, done and over. And yet someone today died as an act of jihad. So jihad is still active today. The other thing is, let's be very clear about this. Think back. The Middle East used to be Christian. Lebanon was Christian. Syria was Christian. Persia was half Christian. North Africa was Christian. Egypt, Egypt was Christian. What happened to all of that? Well, there was an invasion of Islam, Arabs out of this, what we now call Saudi Arabia. So that's what happened. Now then, the, the Crusades were basically a defensive action. That is, the, in the 11th century, if I've got this right, 1100, 12th century, I guess, uh, the cry went out from the Middle East that, look, we're being persecuted, we're being prosecuted, we need help and relief. And so... The Crusades were a defensive battle trying to drive the Muslims out of what had previously been Christian territory. So, are both Christians and Muslims called by God of the Bible and Muhammad of the Quran? Uh, say that again. I understand. Are they called? <laughs> So, I, you know what? <laughs> okay, I apologize for that. Uh, I think uh, I'm going to take blame for that, not my producer, okay? <laughs> okay. You're so kind. I, yeah. just, I just didn't understand the question. It was actually supposed to be rolled into the first question. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a fine. That. Okay, so let me just move on. So, is there a way to stop radical Islam and jihad in America? Because a lot of people want to know that. You know, we've fought three wars, two in Iraq and one in Afghanistan, and they all had a fatal flaw. Who's the enemy? Who's the enemy? Well, it is sure not terrorism. Terrorism is a tactic. Right. So if we're going to have a struggle, we need to decide who are we struggling against? What are we struggling against? And until we do that, the idea of defeating Islam is a joke, a bad joke at that. Islam so is very clear. No, but we're losing right now. I think. Look, if it ain't working, you need to fix it. Right. I, mean, I already stated the other principle. If it is working, you don't need to fix it. But our ideas are not working. Let me give you an example of how they're not working. I have friends who do work that we'll call work against Sharia on YouTube. 
they're being shut down and thrown out. Why? Because they're being complained about by Muslims. So therefore, we no longer, look, this is a war, but it is a war of civilizations and ideology. I do not talk about bullets and bombs. I talk about ideas and debate. That's what I'm about. And yet what we're discovering is, is that people don't, don't want to deal with the ideas. They want to imagine that somehow or another Islam is just going to go away and life will be like it was on September 10th, 2001. But it won't happen that way. Islam is determined to expand and the, we need to, to see that it is expanding, in particular the Sharia. So it is a, if Islam were a religion, I wouldn't be here talking to you because I wouldn't care about it. But Islam is a political system and that is all I deal with. The political system of Islam is the part of Islam that deals with the non-Muslim. Remember I told you that Islam was Quran, Sirah, and Hadith? 51% of the text in those books is devoted to the Kafir, a non-Muslim. So therefore Islam is centered on the basis of the non-Muslim and we need to the non-Muslims need to understand this. And in this country we're refusing to do so. So we're considered Kafirs, mm -hmm. the, non, the non-believers, because we don't believe what the Quran says. Or if you don't believe what the Quran says, we're considered non-Kafirs. That's correct. Muslims, before they can become a Muslim, have to declare there is no God but Allah and Muhammad is his messenger. I hold that the Quran is a derivative work and that Muhammad was deluded. Therefore, I'm a Kafir. Huh. I, so now, by the way, let me talk about that briefly. Okay. The word, it's used the word Kafir is usually translated as infidel, non-believer, or non-Muslim. But that's not a good translation. Uh, because it, we need to include everybody in that, because everyone who does not believe that Muhammad is the prophet of Allah it consists of Hindus, atheists, apostates, Christians, Jews, Buddhists. All of these people are kafir, because they deny that the Quran is a work of the only God of the universe, and that Muhammad was his prophet. So is there any doctrine? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, do it again, sorry. Do, so do Muslims have an organized doctrine or plan to actually infiltrate the world? The world Is there a doctrine in the Quran or somewhere that says that they need to turn the world into Sharia law? Yes. Because I think that's what people are mostly fearful of, is yes. do they have that agenda? Do all Muslims have that agenda? And if America doesn't turn over to Sharia law, what's going to happen? You've made two statements here. I only talk about Islam. I don't talk about all Muslims. Because what all, all Muslims, look, I've been in uh, Kosovo, which is supposedly an Islamic nation. The women are beautiful. Their hair is long. You can buy raffle tickets. You can order pizza with pork on it. You can buy a beer to go with your pizza. And that is an Islamic country. Wow. But they do not practice Islam. All right. So I only talk about Islam, which are three books, Quran, Sirah, Hadith. Those three books lay out a process of expansion called jihad, which is by immigration, uh, changing people in conversion, and this is to go on until there are no more kafirs left. It's clearly stated in the hadith that this is the process. Right. So there is to be a jihad, which is to happen until you and I and everyone else we know becomes Muslim. Oh, interesting. Uh, one person just posted a question on here, and I'm not I'm not even familiar, but <clears throat> this is kind of not the question that we have uh, sure, for you. Sure, go ahead. Um, they're asking like about North Korea. Is North Korea considered a Muslim country? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, since they're asking about that, I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. 
it's kind of. I think they're more Buddhist, right? Or what? What, what would they be? I know it's kind of a little off topic. Just well, South Koreans. Let's let's go with them. South Koreans are primarily Christian and Buddhist. Uh, North Koreans are primarily atheist. Uh, they process, they persecute Christians even more than Saudi Arabia does. Oh wow! Okay. So what is Islamophobia, and are Americans that don't want <laughs> Sharia law here in America are they Islamophobic? Islamophobia is a word that was made up by the Muslim Brotherhood in England. They wanted it to be resonate with homophobia. So Islamophobia is supposed to mean somebody is a little off in the head, but he's a frightened of Islam. But let's examine the word more closely. Let's not deal with the phobia part, which means I'm a little caca. Now let's deal with part with Islam. In Islamic doctrine, Muhammad clearly ordered intellectuals who opposed him to be assassinated. All right, this is very clearly laid out. People opposed him who were poets, dancers, musicians, translators. They were killed upon his order because they made jokes about him and said he's not a prophet of Islam. Now then, I'm an intellectual, I oppose Islam. So therefore, if the doctrine is to kill people such as myself, if it advances Islam, why wouldn't I be afraid? I mean, if I, if I ran up to you and said, I'm going to kill you, would you be, have a little shock of like, whoa, there'd be a little fear that ran through you. So I am a fearer of Islamic jihad doctrine. Does that make me crazy? I don't think so. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so if you don't mind, um, I think we have like about 10 more minutes with you. Sure. If you, uh, yeah. We're going to go to some, we're going to go online and look at our Facebook feed. And I'm looking at my YouTube feed because we're streaming to both right now, to YouTube and Facebook. And if you have any questions for Dr. Bill Warner, please post them right now. And we'll try to get, get the questions asked or get the questions asked so he can answer them. So let me ask you, Dr. Warner, some people, and, and you know, I don't know if this has to do with you know, what you study, but they're saying uh, that our schools have become indoctrinated camps for Islam and that um, our schools are no longer safe. Um, they're saying that the history that um, the history they are taught is false. So basically, they're just, is it true that they're, they're starting their indoctrination of America through our school system, I guess is what they're saying. Is that a way that they, that they um, infiltrate? Because I know right. one thing that they're doing, they're teaching the five pillars of Islam in the schools mm -hmm. here in California. I'm not sure about other places, but I know for a fact that they are here. Well, they teach it as peaceful, loving, um, Let's get this straight. I'm all for, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm all for the study of Islam in the schools, but I'm not interested in studying it from a conversion point of view. I want to discuss the facts of the matter. Let me give you two examples of education here in Tennessee. I personally know for a fact that in the seventh grade, there's, I think they call it social geography, human geography. Islam is declared to be the first constitution was written by Muslims, by Muhammad, that Islam was the first to give women their rights, that the high point of human civilization was the Baghdad Golden Age, and other such things. Well, all of these things contain a small fragment of truth, but they're not the complete truth. Now, let's deal with the complete truth. I gave a lecture one Sunday morning to a large group of Jews gathered in a private home. 
When it was over, a gentleman who was a university professor at Vanderbilt said to me, he said, your talk today has been provocative, original, creative, and very interesting. Unfortunately, we would never be allowed you to speak at Vanderbilt because you offend all the wrong people. This is a man who is a professor telling me that I could not speak at a university because I, he, notice what he said, he doesn't say that I was wrong. Matter of fact, he, I treated what he said as high praise. But he said, you'd never be allowed to talk at Vanderbilt because we simply don't discuss important issues anymore. We simply tell the people what the truth is and they have to accept it. Let me point out something else to you. This textbook, which is being taught in the, university, in the school system in Tennessee in the seventh grade, declares that Christians and Muslims worship the same God. And this means if you're given a test in the state schools of Tennessee in the seventh grade, and the question is, do Muslims and Christians worship the same God, and you say no, you will be graded no by the state. You understand what's going on here? The state is enforcing the teaching of Islam, and it does not allow these teachings to be challenged. See, that's wow. funny because I, I've been told that too. They say that they're both the God of Abraham and then for therefore Allah and the God in the Bible are the very same. But then to well, me, uh, there's, a, there's a strong difference between the Bible and the Quran, <laughs> wouldn't you say? <laughs> I'm quite familiar with the Bible. I've read it many times. I'm quite familiar with the Quran. I've read it even more times. And I would say that they bear very little resemblance to each other. Now you say, well, Bill, that's not true. For instance, in the Quran, there's Moses. But you see, and there's Jesus. But the Jesus of the Quran is not the Jesus of the Gospels. And the Moses of the Quran is not the Moses of the Hebrew Bible. They're very different characters. They have the same names, but that doesn't mean they're the same person. You can call a cat a biscuit, but that doesn't mean it'll taste good when you pull it out of the oven. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't realize that there were strong differences. Oh, enormous differences. Well, let me give you an example. I don't know how familiar you are with the story of Moses, but when he went before the Pharaoh to say, let my people go, that was his purpose, was to free the Jews from right. slavery in right. Egypt. Right. But the Quran says that that is not the purpose of Moses. The purpose of Moses was to make the Pharaoh admit that Moses was the prophet of Allah. Big difference. Huh, interesting. So one person has a question on uh, YouTube about the the Muslim Brotherhood Handbook. And it's saying they're planning in North America. Uh, they want to enter into evidence in 2008 Highland terror founding, uh, funding trial. I'm not sure what that's about. Oh, is it, ta uh, I know what you're talking about. But, um, that's the uh, Holy Land Foundation. Yes, 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 yes. Holy Land Foundation that. trial, yes. Well, I'll tell you what, that I'm very familiar with the document. I've seen it many times. It is a brilliant work. One of the things I love studying the, uh, the Muslim Brotherhood foundational memo is, is you get to see the mind of a true civilizational war. They are absolutely brilliant with their plans. They have, the Muslim Brotherhood has no equal in the Pentagon or any university in its ability to lay out a civilizational war. Now, the really frightening thing about this Muslim Brotherhood foundational memo is, is that you look and you see, oh my goodness, they plan to do this back, in, they've done this. Oh my, they've done this. For instance, part of the Muslim Brotherhood plan was not to build mosques, but to build community centers. That's exactly what they do. So the Muslim Brotherhood foundational memo is a brilliant work that needs to be studied, and you will see the brilliance of Islam and civilizational war. Yeah, actually, they, they talk about 
talked about infiltrating the schools and yes, colleges and creating um, special Muslim groups, you know, basically to show how kind they are, how loving they are, how receiving they are. Um, and, and, and then they just lay out this whole, um, it's a deception, right? It's to, it's to lay the gla- groundwork where people say, are Muslims peaceful? They're, they're fearful because they hear, okay, like you said, Muslims are peaceful. So then they get to the point where, okay, so what, how do we differentiate between the peaceful and the non-peaceful? How do we know who are the ones that are trying to infiltrate us and who are the ones that are not trying to infiltrate us? Well, I can give you the answer, but you won't like it. You need to talk to a Muslim about Islam. That's what you need to do. It's their favorite topic anyway, if they're much of a Muslim. But you need to understand Islam. You need to understand the Hadith. You need to understand Muhammad. Actually, what you need to understand is Muhammad. And what you want to do is you want to ask Muslims about Muhammad. Because he is the key to the whole thing. The Quran is only 14% of the Islamic doctrine. 86% of it is the Sunnah of Muhammad. That is the Sirah, his biography, and the traditions, his Hadith. So, that's what you want to talk to a Muslim about. And you quickly discover that how much he knows about and how he really feels about things. But you want to talk to a Muslim about Islam. Hmm. But that so what, means, what the bad news is, that means you need to know Islam before you can talk to him about yeah, it. Yeah, so what, uh, you know. Yeah, so therefore everybody go to Dr. Warner's website so you can learn more about my, uh, Islam. Yes. Well, it's a fun subject to study because Islam is like moving into a science fiction world in which everything is upside down and has two meanings. It's right. fascinating. Right, so somebody wants to know, how can we stop infiltration? Well, we're going to have to realize this is a war of ideas. And therefore, we need to see what idea, our ideas are and what we want to deal with with regards to Islam. So it's an intellectual battle. And that's the reason it's so frustrating to have people like Google put their thumb on the scale and say, well, no, 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 no. If you argue against Islam, we're not going to place you high in our ratings. It's disappointing when I hear that all kinds of things are being suppressed by the government and business about we don't want to discuss Islam. I want to talk about Islam. So so your website, you want to talk briefly real quick about how people can get a hold of you and find out sure. more information? Sure. Go to my website, politicalislam.com. And by the way, I'm, so, I'm a little proud of the fact that I coined the term political Islam because... I want to make it very clear to people I have nothing to say about the religion of Islam. The religion of Islam is what you do to go to heaven and avoid hell. That's your business. I don't care about it. Political Islam is the part that deals with me. I sell, I've written, I don't know, over a dozen books on the subject of Islam. And my books are written to be clear and easy to understand. Look, I spent eight years in the university as a professor. I spent nine years as a student. And... Most professors are interested in being seen as intelligent, so they write books that are intelligent books. I write my books to be easy to read. Small books, they are simple and easy to read, and they're straightforward and written in simple English. I don't know how to write complicated English is the real answer there. So I write simple sentences. So you, Dr. Like, you sound like me. Dr. Warner has some <laughs> videos on his Facebook page as well. Oh, I've got a YouTube channel, Political Islam. Right, and... and Every single video that you have out there is is very informative and you do really know how to educate people and make them understand. So 
I appreciate people like you out there getting this information to people. Well, thank you. Yes. Teaching is fun. So everybody can get to your YouTube channel from your Facebook, I mean, from your uh, website, correct? I've never tried doing it that way. Just go oh. to... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just well, go to YouTube it, and type in political Islam. I think you Islam. can because I, you, you have a video. You have a video right there on your, your front oh, that's page. That's true. It'll work, it'll work that way. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't ever use my website, man. <laughs> Why do you go to your website? You Why would I go to my website? Else, exactly. <laughs> that's my history. I'm looking to the future. <laughs> very good. Well, sir, I'd like to thank you very much for joining us. And everybody, please. Go to his website, look at all the information. It's extremely easy to understand. I mean, the first 15 minutes, you're like, wow, I had no idea from watching your videos that this was, this was taking place. Or, and it's a better understanding of it. You're very good at what you do. Sir. And he has charts on his website that explain things. I mean, yes. you are a very good teacher, Mr. Yes. Warren, Dr. Warren. Let me, let me brag about one of my books. Okay, my absolutely. My book, one of my books, Sharia Law for Non-Muslim, is the world's best-selling book on Sharia Law. Oh wow! It's been translated into twenty. It's been translated into twenty languages. The last language it's been translated into is Icelandic. I didn't even know they had a language. <laughs> oh wow! wow well, we're going to post. Impressive. We'll post it. You can get it on Amazon, I, I suppose, right? Oh yes. All right. Well, but we'll I prefer you buy it off my website because. Hey, I'm a merchant of hate, and therefore I make more money off the sale. Oh, I, I call myself the merchant of hate because a newspaper writer one time said that because of my position on opposing Islam and because I sold books, he said, he's the merchant of hate. Yeah, so everybody go to his website, and you get all the information that we've been talking about today. And again, sir, I'd like to thank you for joining me. Thanks. I've enjoyed myself. Yes. Do you, do, do you, can you stay longer, or do you need to go? I need to go. Okay. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thank you, Let's sir. Let's do it again. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you, sir. Good night. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, I want to thank Dr. Bill Warner for joining us. So we still have 30 minutes. I don't know if anybody wants to stay on. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about what hap was happening in our news today, some of our events today. And for the remaining 30 minutes, I will open up the call phone lines if you just want to talk about what Dr. Bill Warner was talking about or if you want to talk about what's happening in the news today. I actually did a video uh, about all the craziness that's going on in America before I came on with Dr. Bill Warner. Um, give me one second. Let me open up the phone lines because I know I had a couple of people that really wanted to, to chime in. <clears throat> All right, I got the phone line open. If you're ready to call in, 650-488-1076. Today is another day. We got this craziness going on in America. Um, I th and Dr. Bill Warner, he touched on it. You know, I think there's a bigger storm coming, you know, and please go to his website. He has so much information that's informative for everybody. Uh, the main thing is that we get educated as much as possible learn as, learn as much as we can about all of this and like he said and i completely agree he doesn't disagree with bringing the information in about islam to school because we need to know we have to educate ourselves <clears throat> hello what's your name where are you calling from 
Uh, this is Forrest. I just want to say this um, from Texas. Uh, that doctor is by far, his books are absolutely phenomenal. Yes. I'm not kidding. They are worth reading. I have read every single one. They are, like, amazing. And they're, it's not like the past books. It really goes into detail. And if you want to get even more research guys out there, there's even, uh, I think it's Fox 20 or Fox specials and stuff like that, where they actually go into these Muslim no-go zones. And guess what? Fox only covers three, and the, they're the least dangerous no-go zones. Wow, the least three. That's yeah, they, they cover one is one that's in Dearborn, Michigan, and another one in Islamabad, New York. And those are the least three dangerous. And then there's another terrorist group, which is called Antifada. Or not, not Antifada. I think it's something like that. It's like the American Al-Qaeda. And they're actually stationed here. And they have, like, they have big FBI undercover. You can go look it up yourself, guys. These videos are on YouTube. And it's people in jihadi masks. And they're sitting there claiming that we will have a Islamic caliphate, and they have like weapons training. It looks like a militia, but without. Uh, how do I describe this? Uh, you can go look it up yourself. But they're doing weapons training. There's like females that are in weapons training. Uh, they run around with Kalashnikovs, and even the FBI made a documentary talking about how we've exposed this, and the president at the time, Obama, will not prosecute it. And I think it's because of the lobbyist and the CARE Foundation and other organizations like huh, that. That's interesting. <clears throat> Very interesting. But yeah, hey, I appreciate yeah. you calling in. But so everybody do, I mean, go to his website. If his, if his, uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take another call. Thanks for calling. If his, if his uh, books or anything like his videos, it's going to be extremely easy read. Hello, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, my name is Tina Pickering and um, I'm calling from Indiana. Um, this is totally off topic, and we have a complete lag. I'm surprised I got through. Um, but um, I know someone spoke with you about it earlier today, and I don't know if you want this information put it on your show. Um, but Robert Herrera, legal Latino heat, um, is incarcerated currently, and um, the Patriot community needs to step up and help him. Yeah, I actually heard about that. Uh, I was actually Marco uh, Marco Gutierrez went live earlier uh, today. Yeah, yeah. And I jumped on there with him a little bit. Yes, everybody. I mean, uh, it's so important. You know, and I'm I'm a little confused about exactly the reason. Someone's. I, I still haven't had time. I've been so busy. I haven't had time to go look at some of the other videos. But some 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 people sent me some videos saying that he was having an issue with. Um, Trojan man. Cut Spartan. Yeah, or Spartan. I mean, so, and they were having a conflict, and he said something to him like Allah Akbar. And then someone told me that in the in the video that Robert told him he had a bomb in his car or something like You know what? There's so many stories. That's what I heard as Yeah, there's so many stories flying around. What we need to do, and, and that's for everything, and you know, I'm at fault for it a lot, is that I don't want to jump to conclusions because. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. But we do need to help him because Robert Herrera, his heart is in the right spot, in the right place. Exactly. I mean, it is 100 percent. And I've you know, I've I've been around. I've been around him. I've hung out with him. So I know. So we just need to find out everything. But, you know, a lot of times people get in the heat of the moment and they and they kind of go off in the deep end. I mean, uh, same, you know, something similar. But he did get arrested. It happened to Harim. You know, he got in a conflict with somebody. 
So, and I don't, and I, even that, I don't know the whole story. And exactly. And I haven't had a chance to view the material uh, personally, but the bottom line is um, we are supposed to be united and we may not always agree with exactly what is said. Uh, obviously, we would never agree with the KKK or any hate group, but we know that Robert Herrera is not a hateful racist person. And as, as you said, his heart is in the right place. And so the problem is Robert is in danger in there, okay? I agree. And I so agree because he's I don't think we illegal. have time. Yes, and we don't have to, time to sit and view material and things like that. We just need to, everybody needs to step up and pay what they can, and let's get him out of there. So and have you then seen we'll the video? The rest. Well, I was in, no, I have not. And I was in the live stream when um, you mentioned his name. I put, I get him and one of my Latinos in California. Okay. Um, their name's confused. Okay, let me take another and call. He look mentioned like your from, name. Look like someone from L.A. pop up. I'm going to go ahead and take it, okay? Thank you. God bless you. Did I catch it? Turn your computer down in the background. Oh, just a second. Hello? Hello. Who are we speaking with? Is this Will? This is Will. Gracie Vandermark. Hello, Tracy. Hi, Will. Um, I just watched your video with Bill Warner. He's fabulous. I have every single one of his books. Actually, I started studying Islam because of his books for the last year and a half. Parents need to go through their children's history book. Islam is in our history books. They get a whole six weeks of Islam. They only get a few days of Christianity, a few days of Judaism, um, a little bit of Buddhism, but they get six weeks of Islam. Parents six don't know weeks. that. Six weeks. Six weeks of Islam. Yes. And there is a website. I put it on here where we leave the comments. And it's called Access Islam. If you scroll all the way to the bottom, you will see that that is funded by the U.S. Department of Education, where our own government is funding this Islamic program. Now, the students only go to those programs while they're in school, while they're in campus. The parents are not aware. So it, the, the problem we have is parents don't know this is happening. They're telling the kids. They're teaching them this soft version of Islam, not the truth. So when you go on, and I, I've been to the school several times, I showed them my hadith. I showed them my surah. I showed them my sharia book. I showed them the inaccuracies. I said, now you know what you're teaching the kids is false. What are you going to do about it? She huh. says, we can't do anything about it. I said, why won't you do anything about it? She said, because we won't get funding. The bottom line is, it's all about the funding. They know wow, they're teaching crazy. lies, but they're still going to do it. That's crazy. Yeah, so it's all about the money. It's, uh, it's at the schools. It's all about the money, and it's in our schools. If we want to save the country, we have to get to the schools. Parents need to go through the textbooks. Check their history textbooks. The history is completely uh, modified. That's crazy. It's that's uh, crazy. It's, it's sad. dangerous. Right? It's sad. And that's what, you know, in a lot of my videos I talk about because we're all fighting with each other over stupid stuff, my opinion. But there's a bigger storm that's coming and this storm is just steady rolling in, rolling in. And while we're down here fighting, this storm is just rolling in, rolling in. And before it's too before we're, we're going to be like, how did this happen? When did this happen? I want to thank you for calling in. OK. All right. Well, talk Goodbye. to you later. Hello, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Turn your computer down. 
So let me say one thing. Uh, look like Stacy, um, you want to talk about North Korea? Uh, call the number and we'll talk about North Korea because I'd like to know what you have to say. Go ahead, caller. Me? Yes, you. What's your name? Sorry about that. My name I'm calling from San Diego, California. How's it going? Um, pretty good, man. How are you doing? I'm Thank doing, you for doing fabulous. What you're doing, you know, I'm trying to hold it together. I did a video earlier and I yeah. got really upset about, you know, the way the liberal media is pushing all this race war against everybody in America. Well, absolutely. It kind of makes you wonder what the big, what, you know, aside from the obvious, which you just stated, but, you know, with all these other investigations coming to a head, but maybe, uh, maybe, maybe they're trying to make us look that way so that we're not looking somewhere else, you know, with the Wells Fargo bank fraud going on right now, or, you know, like, uh, with some of the other, you know, the Russia investigation and the Clinton, you know, foundation, all these other things going on, kind of makes me wonder, like, what are they really trying to distract you from? Um, what, but just before I forget, the reason I called was actually listening to you guys talk about Islam, the school board and everything like that. And there was just a couple of real quick things I wanted to point out to you guys that, um, you know, I just kind of got in on your broadcast, but uh, the things I've done in my research that I thought you guys might find were really insightful and helpful. Um, number one, first and foremost, if you want to, see one of our guys down here he's a real activist his name's chris um if you if you go on youtube and look up um san diego school board uh patriot speaks out against islam or against care um you'll see one of our guys actually go up against care and the school board call them out and then get taken out by the police um pretty crazy stuff but we are really? on the front lines of it down here yeah really? oh yeah they've That's already crazy. implemented it in san diego schools so if you yeah. would can you, you should check can you reach out to him and have him uh, go to my website and contact me so we can have an uh, online discussion about it? Because I would love to hear more. Oh, absolutely. Not a problem. He's actually friends with uh, Legal Latino Heat and all those guys, too. We're, we're you know, we're proud boys. So um, we, uh, we're very active in our communities. But um, I also wanted to point out just two more real brief things. Um, Barack Obama, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but, you know, when he first got elected and had control of the House and the Senate for the first two years he was in office, basically took control of everything. I mean, if, in, the, in Karl Marx said it in the, in the manifesto, you know, you take over the healthcare industry, you take over the, you know, the major industries, which you do the automotive industry and the banking, you know, Wall Street. But he also took over the education. Remember Common Core, the, the federalization of K-12 curriculum? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, but he appointed Bill Ayers, A-Y-E-R-S, the former head of the Weather Underground and convicted American terrorist, that bombed 13 police stations in the 1960s, right. along with Bernadine Dorn as head of the Department of Education, writing this curriculum for K-12. So if you've got to wonder how this stuff got in there, but think about this, too. Barack Obama had who? Diane Feinstein as the head of the Department of Homeland Security. Who did she appoint as the advisors to advise us against Islam? The Council of American Islamic Relations. So we have our enemy advising us about our enemies and now implementing their agenda into our schools, teaching about the poly, you know, the pillars of Islam and the pro- pedophile prophecy. So that's how that um, that's how that pretty much pretty much creeped in, because I know I noticed when uh, before Obama, when Bush was in office and even uh, Clinton, that you know Islam in schools was unheard of. Yeah, no, no it's it's uh, you could actually go on YouTube and, and find. Barack Obama slipping up several times and saying my Muslim faith and not my Christian faith. Yeah, I've seen that video. I've seen that video you know, multiple times. It's, multiple times. And then when you try to show that to, to, the, to a lot of people that are on the left, and they're like, I don't believe it, I yeah. don't believe it. 
you know, and then, yeah. then some of them just say, I really don't care. I'm happy if he was, you know, and, and, it's, and then they Absolutely. bring up the whole term that you're Islamophobic. That's, that's what Okay, now hear. let me tell you something about that. This is the last point I want to touch on, and this is how you can absolutely, absolutely, without a doubt, know that these people are terrorists. There's no such thing as a peaceful Islamic religion or anything of the sort. You go to any single Muslim and ask them to denounce Hezbollah or Hamas, they will not do it. You can put your hand on the Quran and lie in the, in the jihad, in the final jihad, which they consider themselves to be in. Right. But they will not denounce Hezbollah, and they will not denounce Hamas, two terrorist organizations that helped with the 9-11 uh, thing and, you know, funding ISIS and, and obviously, uh, you know, Al-Qaeda and, and all these other terrorist organizations. The bottom line is this. They are here as Trojan horses. The left brought in a Trojan horse under the guise of peace and tolerance to destroy us. And what they're going to do is have us fight in the streets like they did yesterday. See, the left wants to be God. Once, once they become God, they're the ones that can take away our constitutional rights. Only God can do that, right? Yeah, I mean, they're working God, on it. We have they're no working right. on it. They're absolutely working on it. Hey, I want to thank you for calling in. Thank you so much. I'm going to put you in touch with Chris Inc., okay? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, sir. God bless. Bye. God bless. So the line is open, 650-488-1076. Uh, we got 15 more minutes before we get off. Um, I know uh, I just saw it on here. Rebecca was asking, did anyone see the, the protest that was at the Trump Towers? And they're chanting, uh, no Trump, no KKK. You know, they're, they're, they are the terrorist group outside. I watched, I'm not sure if this is the same one that she's talking about, but I watched one today. It was absolutely disgusting. I mean, I, it's like I'm sitting there watching these people out there and I almost it's like I, I got this notion I want to vomit because these people are completely hateful. They're sitting there blatantly lying, talking about Donald Trump is racist. And you know what? That when people went out Friday night with the torches, not everybody there was uh, racist. And I'm willing to bet maybe a handful, maybe five or ten people were completely racist will probably never even talk to me, never even give me the light of day. But the rest of them was carrying their torches around because they were all unified and they were doing that. Someone should have thought about it and said, this might not be a good idea. I would still like to talk to the person who came up with the idea to do the torches. You know, if you know that person, please have them reach out to me. Have them come online. Maybe they can tell me that they do it for the KK reason or that they not do it for a, a white supremacist reason. I would like to talk to that person. By them doing that, regardless, it, it put off a signal from the past because it looked like the past has come to the present. That's the only reason why it looked bad, because you don't have white people doing this at all today. I mean, you, the Klan is nothing today. There's a, a group of people that still have hate in their heart and, and they can't get over it because they've been taught that and they keep teaching their children that. And they're trying to keep that hate alive. And it's the same thing the liberals are doing at the Trump Tower. That's exactly what they were doing there. This is going to call back. <laughs> Hello, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Forrest, brother. Uh, the guy who, uh, uh, the last name I gave you about the Al-Fruqa or whatever, uh, it's, it's, it's an American jihadi group. You can go find it yourself, everybody out there. Uh, about the last caller that called in, 
you the I posted all of the links to everything that he said, and it is instantiated. I mean, they are. Uh, I, I think you know to get to your point that I'm calling back on, which is those protesters outside of uh, Trump Tower. We have to realize that the left is in cooperation with the Islamic. You know what? You're absolutely right. That, You're absolutely right because when I was sitting there watching it. The, there was a lady that was up there on a podium, whatever they had up there. She had a microphone. And again, they're well organized. They got these signs out there and they got speakers and they got it well organized, already ready to go with speeches and everything. Right. So she made a comment, which was really I'm like, I can't. I mean, she just said it. And the comment was, is that the lady that died, I don't even know her name, the lady that died on Saturday from the guy running him over, she said, he is our, she is our martyr. She's just been martyred. I'm going to go ahead and take another call, okay? All right, brother. Appreciate it. She's been martyred for us. Hello, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, this is Jan from L.A. Hello, Jan. Hi. Um, I saw your video earlier where you were real angry. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm still angry. I've I've calmed down. I've actually had some water since then. <laughs> well, what's your question you about know, that I video? Um, I saw today that the chief of police in Virginia got on there and said that he that he would like to know which cops were saying that there was a stand down order because. There was never one put out there. Well, see, he, that's that's. All, let me say this. I think that's his way to get around it. I don't think per se that anyone well, put that verbally put a stand down order, or basically, if they did put out a stand down order, he probably want to know which cops let that cat out the bag. If that was actually true, the problem is is that cops did stand down. That's the problem. It yeah, doesn't. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. If you, I you know, is that it doesn't matter if they put out a stand down order. Just like just like in Berkeley, it doesn't matter if the higher ups put a stand down order. And they, and people always complain that these men and women are here to serve and protect. And then they stood and they did stand down. That's where the problem comes in. Right. Right. I know. I just and when he said that, I just was so angry. Because it's such a lie. And then on top of it, then I was reading something where the guy who uh, started this whole rally, they're finding out that he's on the left. So is this a setup? You know, you're talking about the one, oh, the one that started the rally in, uh, in uh, Virginia was a... Uh, a lefty. That's what I'm reading. See, I, I don't, don't know. know. There's been true. so there's been so many stories to go left and right, up and down. You know, I don't know. You know, I'm still asking yeah. someone to reach out to the guy who or the, the 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 lady who came up with the idea of burning the torches. I mean, if if they're not racist, yeah. I would like to talk to them. If they are racist, I would like to talk to them. I mean. <laughs> I would like to know who came yeah. up with the idea and said, oh, you know what? Let's buy torches and have everybody walk down the street with them. I would love to talk to that person. I mean, seriously, I, I, would, like to, I would like to know. I mean, I can't be the only one who wants to know that. 
I mean, seriously, who came up I with know, that idea? Was, and what was and the, what was what the they were chanting on top of it? Yeah, they were chanting. They were chanting like, "White Lives Matter," and then they were saying some other stuff, you know. And and it just completely looked like. And I understand. You know what? To be honest with you, I used to be a part of a group that's called "White Lives Matter" on Facebook. Really? Yes, I used to, be, and I was just in there, and they actually made me a, a an admin of the group. And I would go on there and I would see some of the people that would post some of the most hateful things about black people. So there are white people out there that hate black people. There's no there's no hiding it. I mean, it's not a secret. There's black people out there that hate white people and brown people. It's just all around. And I would be on and I would Mm -hmm. comment. And then someone would be surprised to see me there. And then they would know how to handle it, you know, because I'm not there supporting their their hatred and stuff like that. But they asked me to participate because they didn't want they didn't want the page to get shut down. But, you know, after a while, it became too overwhelming. And then a lot of people felt comfortable just to say a lot of the hateful stuff. But see, my point in the reason why I brought that up is because I know for a fact that everybody in America does not think that way. It would be it'd be completely naive and completely stupid. And that's what the liberal left is doing. They're they're saying that if you if you're white and you voted for Donald J. Trump, you're a racist automatically off the bat, without question, without a doubt. And that's not the case. And it's not true. Right. I know because um, me and my grandson went to uh, a rally down in Hollywood with Harim and Arthur and all them. Uh-huh. And we ended up having to leave early. And it was, you know, people were telling us that we were walking, because we had to walk, like, I don't know how far, but it was really far where we had to walk to the car. And it was just me and him, and people on the street were saying, um, you guys are pretty brave walking down the street like that, you know, because we had, I had, my Make America Great shirt yeah, on. Yeah, that's... He had built the wall, you know, and... <clears throat> yep, um, yep, yep, that's, that's exactly it. And that, and now all they do is look at you that you're racist when you're not. I mean, it's completely right. crazy. Yep. And wanna... here, my, my grandson is is Hispanic. Yeah, see, so... I mean, they don't, they don't care. The people, I mean, people don't care. I want to, hey, I want to thank you for calling in. Thank you, Will. God bless. God bless you. All right. I'll take one more call. Someone just tried to call in. Um, If you want to call back, do it now. So I want to say this. If you know these people and, and they are, you know, white supremacists, they're not helping at all. I mean, they're not helping white people. And their whole thing is, is to have white supremacy I mean, that's what it's all about, white, white supremacy. If they're, and with them coming out and doing this stuff right now, they're not helping white people if that's their goal, is to help white I mean, people. White, Turn white your computer supremacy. down in the background, please. If they're Hello, what's your name? You there? Uh, I guess not. They're not helping. If they really want to help, they might just lay low. I'm not asking them to change their ways. They're probably not going to. I'm not, I know they're not going to for me. Seriously. They're not going to. All right. I, I'll, wait, I'll wait a couple more minutes 
for the last call if they want to try it one more time. Other than that, I want to thank everybody for watching. Please go to Dr. Bill Warner's website and it's great information. He has a lot of information, very informative. And like I said, his videos, he, and, they're, and, they're, and they're really short videos. So you can watch three or four or even five of them within 30 minutes and get so much information out of them that, that you wouldn't otherwise. So please go to his website, send him messages saying, hey, thank you for going on Will Johnson. You know what? If you did that, that would mean a lot. If he can get the response saying, hey, thank you for going on United America First with Will Johnson and talking about these issues that a lot of people need to know, that would be great. Please send him a message. You know, that would that would be absolutely wonderful. If you that's one way you can help. Send him a message saying thank you. All right. All right. So I guess uh, I'm not going to get him to call back in. Stacy, if you're watching, um, I know you wanted to ask a question about uh, North Korea. And you wanted to talk about it. I've kind of been out of the loop today about what's going on with North Korea. But in the little part that I did see, all they're talking about is white people being uh, white supremacy and Donald Trump being racist. And that's all that I've seen what they're talking about. And what's really crazy is some of Fox News is even kind of doing it too, calling white people white supremacy. One thing I didn't like about what I was watching is that when Donald J. Trump came out today, our president, and said that uh, there's hate, hatred and bigotry on both sides, which is a completely true statement. There's nothing wrong. There's not, that statement is not a lie at all. But the liberals are upset because he's saying that possibly black people are racist. And it's true. It is very true. For those of you that don't know it, and for those of you that don't believe it, there are black people that are racist. And from and ever since I became a conservative, I've experienced so much more hatred from black people than I did ever from white people. If I had to put it on a scale from, from zero to the hundred, it went up to 80% hate from black people that can't stand the fact that I want to unite with Americans. They can't stand it. So again, please go to Dr. Bill Warner's website and also please visit unitedamericafirst.com. So right there in the below my name right there, unitedamericafirst.com. Anything that you do is very appreciative and everything helps so I can do more of these. If we can bring it to the point to where we can, we can battle against the mainstream evil monster media, I'm going to do it. But I need your help. All right. UnitedAmericaFirst.com. I want to thank everybody for watching. You can have a wonderful evening. Be safe and God bless.